0: Welcome in the Box Office Quarterbacks with Ryan Schmelz and Jeffrey Gordon. I'm Ryan Schmelz, he's Jeffrey Gordon. Jeff, how's it going, man?
1: It's going good. Uh, we're in the process of moving, so I'm uh, very, very tired. Oh. Um, painting a house is a very good exercise if you um, haven't done that before.
0: Oh, well, I- I'm in the process of moving too, actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah uh, but I'm moving into an apartment, so everything's gonna be taken care of on my end. <laughs> And I caved, see, that's and I—that's the
1: good part of having a landlord.
0: Yeah, I, I caved, and I hired a, uh, hired like a moving service. One I actually used to work for, and now they're like a big time uh, national company. So I hired them for, for this uh, this move, and hopefully I'm gonna only have to pay them for an hour. So we'll see about that.
1: <laughs> see, that's the way to go.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, if you're moving into a house, you have to hire moving crews, don't you?
1: Um. You know, I've been doing it myself. Me, me and my mother-in-law all morning have been uh, moving things back and forth, so eh, we've got a lot of stuff done.
0: Impressive. Into a house, too. Yes. Do you, do you have a lot of stuff?
1: I try to consolidate, but uh, <laughs> I have a lot of crap from like five or six years ago. Like I don't think a Batman poster is going to fly uh, anymore. In married life, so... No,
0: it's, it's the 40-year-old version, Jeff. you got to grow up at some point. You can't have the superhero exactly. stuff flying anymore. <laughs> it's
1: time to grow up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, it's funny that we're talking about moving, because the movie that we're talking about today is about a young man and his mother who, uh, who move. And they go through a life-changing experience. And this movie that we're talking about is called The Karate Kid. Released in... I don't have the date in front of me. How can I do that? 1984. There we go. June 22nd, 1984 is when the Karate Cube was released. Um, my first initial thoughts: I thought great cast, great characters, great chemistry, um, and a good story too. But there are some flaws in this movie. That's a big but. There are some serious flaws that I have, um, most notably towards the end of it, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. But i i i was i was overall satisfied I, i'll be honest with you i was not too excited when we picked this movie to do um and that's despite the fact that i do have a martial arts background a little bit i was a uh, I was a dark brown belt um uh, when i was younger but um i was a uh, I was shot i was generally surprised and i uh i really liked and i had a good time with this one
1: yeah it was uh one of my favorite movies as a kid um i also have a martial arts background i was a. Uh, Red Belt and Tang Sudo, and I forgot everything I've learned so far. But um, anyway, um, I love Daniel LaRusso. I love Johnny Lawrence. Uh, those characters are great, and so is Mr. Miyagi. And it's really um, still evolving to this day with the Cobra Kai series and everything like that. So um, this movie was a pleasant surprise for me to revisit. But I do agree with you that there were some serious flaws.
0: Uh, and 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 with that too, you you watch the Cobra Kai. You've watched the Cobra Kai series, correct? Yes. And it, what what is it like? I haven't gotten a chance to check it out, but I have seen trailers and seen some clips.
1: Um, they did something really really smart. They they switched the roles of Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Larusso. So Johnny is now the good guy. And the bad guy, in a way, is Daniel LaRusso. And I love the way they did that. But to understand that, you got to go back to this movie and understand the relationship that these two characters had back in high school and to why they were feuding in the first place, which is Elizabeth Shue's character, Allie.
0: Yeah, I would have to say Johnny Lawrence is probably one of the better uh, high school villains you'll ever find in a movie. I mean... He's very hateable, but he's also very charismatic, and it's kind of a good combination, and that's why I think he really fits. And and yeah, I I do love I I have seen that from Cobra Kai. I do love that dynamic, but I, I do it, it kind of seems like just from the clips I've watched these two really like to or have have a lot of fun with uh with kind of reprising their roles and doing a, a probably seems like a pretty laid back show, but still a very successful one so far.
1: Yeah, it's a. Uh exceeded my expectations but you know this movie kicks off with with um, Daniel LaRusso and his mom moving from Newark, New Jersey all the way to uh, Reseda, California I think it is and you go through this long journey there and then they they get there and it's a really crappy apartment complex and you can tell um, he's like what did you get me into mom why are we in California of all places right now
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, first of all, one thing that sticks out, too, is uh, can we talk about how supportive this mom is? Like, that's the one thing. The mom's one of my favorite characters, because I just feel like and any any like mama's boy is going to love this movie because like the mom is just so. Uh, just awesome. You know, there's like that the beginning, one of the scenes where, where he, he meets friends and he's like, well, no, I have to help my mom move. She's like, oh, I, I don't remember telling you we have to move at all. You know, I don't remember. You have to tell me you have to unpack. And then. It's like, okay, well, I guess I've got to leave and go make friends now. And it's just like, that's, that's the, kind of, the kind of thing every kid wants their mom to be like, right?
1: Yeah, and like from a mama's boy talking right now, I appreciated that character a lot. And then you see her taking um, him and Ellie on a date later in the movie. They pick him up and everything and drop him off at that putt-putt place, which looks like the coolest place I've ever seen. And I wish it was real.
0: Is it not real?
1: Um, I don't know anymore, but that place looked cool. It's a water park and a putt-putt place.
0: Oh, I wouldn't be shocked if there's something like that in California. I mean, I, I, I feel like California does putt-putt and water slides uh, pretty hard, especially in those coastal towns. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess we could get into our favorite scenes, or the most notable scenes? I would say one good one's the, the first time we get to see Mr. Miyagi. It's very brief, but it's very interesting. When he kind of walks in on him, and he's uh, he asked him. He, I guess he needs, to, he needs to put in a maintenance request. That's the first time we see him, correct?
1: Yeah. And so and he's calling him Mr. Miyagi or something. <laughs> he keeps calling him by the wrong name. Yeah. So that's the first time we're introduced to him. Um, My my notable scenes is kind of at the beginning when everyone's at the beach. Yeah. And then that's when Daniel and Allie kind of talk for the first time, and then Johnny shows up, and that kind of sets off our love triangle, how Johnny's instantly upset that she's talking to another guy, because I guess they dated briefly, so... Um, it pitted these two characters against each other, and that was one of the most important scenes. About twelve minutes into the movie,
0: yeah, and, and it's nice going from uh, American Pie to this movie where we have uh, our main character in American Pie could not talk to a girl to save his life, and then we get Daniel Larusso who actually uh, can hold a conversation, and he does it with uh, <laughs> with Allie off the bat, and then obviously, yeah, the the beach scenes one of the one of the best. Uh, setup scenes you'll have one of the better setup scenes you'll ever see where you just have johnny and all his friends rolling in on the on the motorcycle out of nowhere and next thing you know all all hell's breaking loose and i mean you just, he immediately makes you just hate him so much I, there there's just a this is a great way to introduce a villain into a movie
1: yeah, Johnny Lawrence just has one of the most punchable faces in movie history. He's just so, oh man, he just puts off that vibe that you don't like him, and um, he he he's a he's a high school jock in a way, but he's a little bit more than that because he's more antagonistic. I think he's a little more sinister in his um, actions, and and you can see that in the Halloween scene when they're they're. Uh, kind of targeting Daniel and chasing him when Daniel's dressed up like a shower curtain and they're uh, all dressed up like skeletons and it ends. I think that's when uh, Mr. Miyagi kind of beats their ass at yeah. the end of that.
0: Yeah, that's the scene where Mr. Miyagi comes in. And and I, I'm conflicted on that scene. I, I think it's... I mean, Obviously, it's great that, like, the whole sequence is, is terrifying to watch, but then I do think it's just a little over the top. Like, much of this movie is not too, like, unrealistic, but then, like, just... I don't know, like an old man just kind of jumping into the scene at the right time with a bunch of, like, five kids just beating up one kid, and then he destroys all of them and knock, conveniently knocks them all out, you know? And then they all just lay there as he walks away. I, that, a little little over the top, but it is a really fun scene, though, at the same time. Because the minute you see Miyagi come into the sequence, you're like, oh, geez, this is about to be awesome.
1: Yeah, and... No. And that's when you know this guy is a a martial arts expert, actually, and it kind of sets off Daniel's whole training, which is another fun sequence because in the first 20 minutes of that training montage, you think Daniel is only doing chores around Mr. Miyagi's house. He's waxing his car. He's painting his house. He's painting his fence. If I was Daniel, I would have got mad after I waxed his car. So yeah. I don't have that type of discipline.
0: Yeah. I have I have the blocking scene where Daniel pretty much has doesn't realize that he's now learned all of his basic blocks and all of his basic defense techniques and he's that his his body his body muscle memory has been conditioned to do these certain sequences in a certain style so that when Miyagi's throwing punches at me, ha ha ha. And I, I love, yeah, th- that's that's one of my favorite scenes when, when Daniel finally realizes that uh, he's been actually training this whole time and had no idea.
1: See, now that I've been painting a house for a week, I hope the same thing happens for me. I hope I'm a martial arts expert after this week. But yes, it, it's a great, great um, reveal that this was his training the whole entire time. I love that reveal.
0: And, and that kind of leads me into in pointing out a scene that I think a lot of people forget. And there's a scene where Mr. Miyagi is trying to catch the, a fly with a tw- pair of tweezers. And Daniel just, like, takes it, and he gets it on the first try. And I think the reason why I like this scene so much is that I think this is the scene where Miyagi realizes just how much potential Daniel has to be great. And he's, oh, wow, he's an athlete, you know? You can you can't do that if you're just uh if you're uncoordinated. And I think Miyagi you, you kind of see Miyagi's very like impressed, but he doesn't want to like feed him. He's like, "Oh, beginner's luck." But I think Miyagi secretly knows that this kid's got potential and this kid can hold his own when when he gets the right training.
1: Yeah, and so I I think somewhere along that way they go to the Cobra Kai dojo and they um they confront uh, John Kreese, who's the sensei over there. And He just kind of stops his whole whole class to go up and kind of, you know, mess with them a little bit. And Miyagi, just without Daniel's knowing, enters him into the Great Valley Tournament, Karate Tournament. And then we're off and running at that point.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, even before that scene, uh, I like the first time Daniel goes into the dojo where he, he, after he gets beat up, he wants to learn potentially how to do self-defense. So he walks into the dojo and I love when, first of all, you see the great the the pictures on the wall to kind of show you how much of a how much of a beast the uh, the instructor is. Yeah, I, I believe he's a war vet. He's a war hero. Definitely has a military background. Has like a never a no mercy type of attitude. Um, and he's kind of like he's got like a football coach in karate form in a way, or at least like he has some of that that military drill sergeant in him. But I love when there's this just beautiful shot where everyone bows down and then coming into frame is Johnny and Daniel kind of realizes, Oh no, this guy goes here. (laughs) And I I think that's, that's, that's a great reveal. That's a great reveal.
1: Yeah. The smirk he gives him just kind of pushed me back into high school and all the people that kind of did that same smirk to me. And I'm like, you know what? I, Hate this guy so much. Uh, it's just like an arrogant smirk on his face. But um, yeah, uh, Johnny Lawrence, man. Gets what a villain! Boiling.
0: What a villain! I mean, uh, uh, I also have down the tea scene between Miyagi and Daniel.
1: Yes. Is that when he reveals about
0: his wife? Um, I. No. No, 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 no. no. There's two separate scenes. the the T scenes it's just a it's a really it's just a nice scene of dialogue between the two. Um, but yes, no. Later on we got to get into the 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 family scene is is ridiculous. That's one yeah, of the more powerful the scene scenes in the movie. Um when you learn everything that Miyagi's been through uh, that he was in, he, he served in the United States military. And I mean, it's just, it, it's tough. I mean, that, that scene is heartbreaking. Yeah. And, and I do love, um, also there's the scene where Daniel's on the boat, the boat balance scene. Yeah. And he, I just uh,
1: loved all that, all those training sequences. Um, and, um, it's just the cinematography is just beautiful in the background. It's like these green hills of California. It looks like the old Microsoft um, screensavers back in the day with <laughs> the rolling hills in the background, and everything's beautiful. And Miyagi is such a great character. He kind of messes with Daniel the entire time, and I love it.
0: Yeah, but then there's the there there's the the quote Daniel has where he says where he says Why do you want to learn karate? He's like, So I don't have to fight. And that that's this the the line that Daniel wanted him to say the whole time. And that's when Miyagi knows that he's training the right guy. And he, and Daniel's doing this for all the right reasons, too.
1: Yeah. So, um, and in between all of that, there, there's like a budding romance between Ali and Daniel. So, they kind of like latch on to each other very early in this movie. And it it's a very organic relationship i would say one of the most i've seen in any movie um the two the two actors seem pretty far apart in age but they're actually the same age at this time but um yeah daniel seems very very young
0: yeah no daniel is um daniel's one of the few like uh young looking high schoolers you see in in hollywood movies i always felt like you know high schoolers usually get overcasted like they're clearly like 30 year olds playing 18 year olds but in this movie yeah this kid looks like he's in middle school and he's playing a high schooler they don't actually specify what year in school he's in either do they
1: no but i'm like i'm like elizabeth shue looks like she's like 25 years old in this movie and and uh, Ralph Macchio looks like he's about 12. So I was a little distracted by that, but I, I did buy their relationship in the end.
0: Oh, yeah. No, well, they have great chemistry together. I mean, it's just, it's a, yeah, it's like you said, it's a very organic love story that they do here. And I, I honestly, Daniel's relationships make this movie. I mean, his relationship with Miyagi, his mom, Elizabeth Shue, and Johnny Lawrence are all what makes this movie so good. I think. And that, that's really why I think this movie stood the test of time, because it has a very good uh, organic relationship between characters, kind of like what we talked about in American Pie a couple weeks ago, and why that movie has stood the test of time. And it's because the, the chemistry between characters and the relationship between characters, whether it's good or bad, is very strong.
1: And I, and I love the message of this movie in the end. It's basically, don't let anybody knock you down, and you, you need to defend yourself, and, you know, kind of Gain this self confidence to kind of move forward in life, and I love that about this movie as well.
0: Yes. And, and can we go back to uh, the Miyagi scene where we learn about his family when he's drunk? Um, yes. Because I w- I would like to point out that I think that Daniel learns in this scene that um, you know because he's been pl- he plays a pity party for himself the whole movie, and he thinks that he's got this hard knock life. You know, he's got a single mom. He's not exactly rich. He's getting bullied at school, but then when he realizes what Mr. Miyagi's been through, he realizes, well, I've had it easy compared to what this guy's experienced, and it kind of tells him, like, maybe I need to suck it up, and I need to just do what I'm supposed to do, and take this man's advice because he knows what exactly—he knows more than what I've been through.
1: That was such a good scene. That was the best scene in the entire movie. Um... Pat Morita just sells it so well. And you know, it's been how many years since his family died. He's celebrating the anniversary between him and his wife. And you learn that he lost his, his child and his wife and childbirth. And it's, he's just kind of stumbling, kind of crying and drunk. And it's just, uh, if you haven't seen this movie, this scene is why it's worth it.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's really a lot of coming together with this chemistry you know it, it's a, it's a relationship that just keeps getting better as the movie goes along and you know when that that scene happens it I mean it just rips your heart out because you you knew there was something you know why is this guy so good at martial arts but he's only a maintenance man and then you realize okay there's a whole other thing to it, and then he ends up giving Daniel a car, which is just awesome yeah um I think one, and of course, we got to get to the tournament. I mean, that's kind of the, the, what this whole movie's been building up to this whole time. Yeah. Which, which I think, I, honestly, if we're going to car critiques, I think it takes a little too long to get to the tournament. Like, I, th- I think there's just a, I, I'm always, I, I've been, I'm a guy for a good build. If you've watched these shows before, I love a good build up, but I feel like the build up in this one just takes a little too long to get to.
1: I would have rather cut out a little time out of the tournament to have more time at the end of this movie, just because yeah. the movie ends so very well,
0: abruptly. I, I, honestly, I think you could, yeah, and, and that's clearly what I was, I'm was. i getting to towards the end, and which is my big critique. But yes, no, I mean, ah, there's a lot in the middle that could have gone. And I, I don't know which scene specifically you could have taken out, but it, this movie is entirely too long, I think, for what they're trying to accomplish. It's about two hours and seven minutes, I believe, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a little too long um, for this type of movie. But the tournament sequence is fun. It, it's it's it, first of all, I think the martial arts in this movie is very authentic. Uh, you can clearly tell all the actors had some type of training. Uh, they look like they know what they're doing, and for that time period, you know, early '80s when you know, action sequences still hadn't been totally developed. I think that in the 90s is when we truly get some really authentic action sequences. You know, we're still in the age when gunshots still looked a little fake, some, or they wouldn't happen at all. The person would just fall down. Uh, they would have overemphasized or very loud punching sounds to, to cover up the punches and make them look more real when they you know, still look a little fake. But this one all looks pretty real to me.
1: Good. You can tell that the actors actually underwent some type of martial arts training because it's not like obvious stunt doubles and things like that. Uh, the thing I like most about the tournament is you see just how dirty of an organization Cobra Kai really is, yeah. in that, and what John Kreese is all about. And he's, you know, telling his guys to intentionally hurt Daniel. And um, that's the best part of the tournament for me. I, I
0: And I will say this as a, as a guy who did a, did who did martial arts growing up. I feel like this would be very frowned upon to have a martial arts uh, business run like that. I, I feel like he would have gotten blacklisted or people would have – I mean, it's just nothing that he teaches. I haven't found a martial arts school that teaches anything like that. And that includes the Brazilian jiu-jitsu or some of the MMA schools where – you know obviously the the goal of the contest is to knock somebody out i don't think any of those schools even encourage like the no mercy type of mentality that he do, he goes with
1: no like that most of them teach self discipline in the end and that's what mine taught back in the day but for him he's he's intentionally hurting people and and at the end there johnny's ready to accept the crown of of, of the tournament which is weird to me because you think that Cobra Kai would have just been disqualified in general. and Johnny Yeah, would have got it
0: anyway. that's, that is odd. Yeah. You, well, yeah. You'd think the judges would hold, hold the school accountable for that type of behavior. Uh, you know, you just kick the kid's leg out intentionally and try to injure him. And, and I do, I do think it's hilarious how like the, the kid is so, um, the kid who kicks his leg is so remorseful and feels so bad about it. But then like a couple of minutes later, you see him cheering on Johnny, encouraging Johnny to, to knock his head out and i think that's a little bit of an inconsistency in the writing right there it's small and a lot of people won't notice it but i did notice it
1: yeah but uh it, it kind of makes up for it in the end because because johnny does come back it's kind of cliche 80s rocky kind of end of a movie johnny comes back he's injured uh he crane kicks uh uh or Danny comes back and he, and he crane kicks Johnny in the face, which had been um, foreshadowed earlier, ending.
0: which had been foreshadowed. Yes. Yeah. No, the, the from, fight scene, the, the fight scene yeah. between them is probably my favorite movie. I know you like the, uh, I know you like Miyagi's, uh, the drinking scene, which is probably e- easily my number two, but I want it to just be a little bit different from what you're going with. And I'm going to say the, the last fight scene between Johnny and, uh, and, and Daniel is just really well put together and very authentic and very thrilling. I mean, it's it, they beat the crap out of each other, and you don't know which way it's going to go. And it's impressive. I mean, it's a great little underdog piece, and Daniel kind of shocks him with how well he does off the top. Because I believe Daniel goes up 2-0, and then Johnny starts getting a little dirty and gets back into the game. But then Daniel does the crane kick, which was foreshadowed earlier in the movie for what Miyagi was doing on the... uh on the beach, and then he gets him. Right in the face. Yeah. But I will say there was one thing worth missing. First of all, did you like the montage?
1: They sing the, the best forever. Montage,
0: yes. The best around.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's one of those cheesy 80s songs you gotta throw in there. It's right <laughs> up there with the Eye of the Tiger.
0: Um, but I like when um first of all I love how <laughs> Miyagi and and Elizabeth Shues' character Allie, hit it off the minute they meet. Like it's almost like they are they already know who each other are cuz I think they cuz they both are so close with Daniel that they're able to connect immediately. It's kind of like when you introduce like and you'll probably see this at your wedding when you introduce like your friends to your friends who don't know your current other friends and they all just become friends because they have the connection of you. It's and like you kind can...
1: worlds colliding.
0: Yeah, and you that, see that's how
1: I felt when uh when Ryan was out here with me and I was introducing him to, like, my childhood friends, it was, like, the same thing. That's how I felt. But Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's kind of how Miyagi and, uh, and Allie are. And I love how Miyagi walks in and Daniel doesn't have a belt. So Miyagi, like, grabs her grabs Allie's hand and then sneaks the black belt over to her. She just takes it and she immediately knows what to do. She shoves it in her shirt and walks away. Yeah. And then she um, pretends to be his interpreter. And that's why she has to be uh, allowed onto the, into the arena.
1: Yeah, they played out that plan very well.
0: Yeah, love it. You just got to love it. People with good street smarts is how it is.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, all right, so we've wrapped up scenes. You want to do a, go ahead and do our favorite ones?
1: Yes, let's do those.
0: Okay, you, your favorite scene was...
1: It was Mr. Miyagi talking about his um, family. So that's the most emotional scene in the movie. Best scene in the movie. Number two for me would be the uh, the crane kick and the end of the tournament. So those would be my top two.
0: Yeah, I'll do uh, crane kick for number one. I'll do Miyagi's family, number two. I'm going to do the blocking sequence, number three. I thought that was epic. When. Miyagi throws her and punches at Daniel, and he's like, boop, 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 boop. Ah, I thought that was great, too. Yeah. And then I'll go with, um, let's go with the, uh, the beach scene, number four, and then the first beach scene, number five, when we meet Johnny Lawrence for the first time.
1: Good stuff happens
0: on the beach in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Fall in love, meet your mortal enemy, uh, bond with your with your trainer. Lots of good things yeah. happen on the beach. Now here's the, beach. The, here's the best, the here's the best here's the best debate debate part. What do we do with characters? Oh wait. No no no. Before we get into characters, you wanna do you wanna do characters first or should we address the flaw? The flaws that we have.
1: Let's address the flaw that we have.
0: Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that you think it's the ending as well.
1: Yeah, because because Daniel wins the tournament and then the movie ends five seconds later. Yeah, you get no time with the characters.
0: Well, and I kind of think they went at a, a somewhat of a not too much of a snail's pace, but I, I as I said before, I felt like it took too long to get to this tournament. And then when you finally get there, I just feel like this ending is so rushed. It is so unbelievably rushed. It's like they cram three scenes into this last 30 seconds where he kicks him in the face, everyone starts celebrating, he gets hoisted up, he says something to Mr. Miyagi, and then Johnny comes up to him and tells him he's all right and hands him the trophy, and then it just ends. Like They really did need another scene here to bring the movie together. And it just abruptly ends. And you were just sitting there going, what? Where? Is, that's it? Really? That's it? I mean, it, it, it's, it's almost like you think about, I, I would say Remember the Titans would be a good comparison here. Where, I mean, could you have imagined if, that, if that, like, that, that scene where they're celebrating on the field would have been the end of the movie? Where instead, Remember the Titans ends with that beautiful funeral and the team together ten years, like, several years later. And it just rips your heart out, and it's a beautiful ending. Where this is just kind of like, okay, it's over, that's it.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a very TV movie-esque ending, where it's just too abrupt for me. He, I, and, you know, we we spent two hours with these characters, and then it just ends like that. Obviously, we got sequels after this, but...
0: Um, yeah, and the, I think
1: in Karate Kid 2, they kind of try to make up for it. So yeah, the
0: sequel it, yeah, it opens. The sequel it like picks up at right where. Yeah, it picks up right where the movie left off because I believe. uh yeah. I, I was watching one of the early scenes. It, Mr. Miyagi fights the uh, the sensei. Yeah. And beats him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so I, I would say the creators of this movie agree with this too. If that if that's why they um, started the sequel out the way they did.
0: Yeah. No, it's it, 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 it's like you said, It's like when you're watching a full-length feature on TV, and they make significant cuts to it, to to fit the TV time down, and they just kind of it abruptly. Because I've seen movies like that where they end it not on the actual ending. They just kind of like freeze frame it, then they cut to the credits, and that's what happened here. And I was like, wait a minute, am I watching this on Netflix or am I watching this on uh, on TNT? You know? Yeah. And that's what it felt like. So I'm happy we both agree with that. Is there any other flaw that you had?
1: It was too long, like yeah, you well. said. It was a two-hour movie, and I, I don't remember it being that long. I watched this movie uh, over two days, I think. So it, I, I would have cut a good 20 minutes at least out of it. Hmm.
0: Eh, 20 minutes may have been extreme, but 20 minutes I think would have been fine. I mean, even 15 may have been fine. I just feel like there were a lot of scenes that just really didn't need to happen. Um, but in a way, that I feel. That, take that back. Like a lot of them do, feel like they serve their purpose. But maybe they could have been sped up a little bit, in a way. It just it was it was very just. You know, you you build up a lot for a very anticlimactic ending, or a very rushed ending. I just feel like it's a movie that took its time. Here's what I'll say. This movie takes its time the whole time until the end. It doesn't start feeling rushed up until we get to the tournament.
1: Uneven.
0: yeah but besides that you know the the characters and the, the chemistry kind of take away from the flaws and still make it a, a classic
1: yeah one of the, still one of the best movies of the 80s for me
0: absolutely um now i guess we can get into characters now can we yeah let's oh. do it all right let's start with um your number one character who is it
1: I'd go Mr. Miyagi, Daniel, Johnny. Number four would be Kreese, and then number five would be Daniel's mom.
0: All right. I'm going to go with Miyagi number one, so yet again we agree on our favorite character. (laughs) We need to start getting more arguments about this. Um, Johnny number two, for me, uh, I'll always take a good villain over a a good hero just because Johnny was that good of a villain. Um, I'm going to go Daniel's mom, number three. I just think she's just so likable the whole time. Daniel doesn't know how good he's got it, honestly. Um, Then I'll go Daniel, number four, and I'll go with Allie, number five, with Kreese following behind that. I just think he's so unrealistic, and that really bothered me. I mean, I, I, I believe the cinematographer for this film did base like a lot of this off of uh, his experience. Like, it, it's, like, it's somewhat of an uh, a autobiography in a way. It's like a combination of things. but he, he had an experience where he went to a, a martial arts dojo and, and the guy was acting like similar to Crease where he had like a no mercy mentality. But at the same time, like you, I just feel like you would not find that today. not in a lot of places.
1: I, yeah, I don't think you would, but I, I appreciate how over the top he was. And um, spoiler alert for Cobra Kai—he shows up at some point, and he is still the same guy.
0: Oh, really? But he's got—he's yeah. got a commercial now where he's in it, correct? And he talks about how he's like a changed man.
1: It's all a, uh, am not. I can't say much, but uh, Kreese has a lot going on okay. that he may not be truthful about.
0: Uh Uh-oh. All right, but The Karate Kid really did become a cult classic, and it's obviously it's led to several sequels. Um, uh, Another movie where I guess the sequels kind of had mixed opinions from from fans. And then uh, we obviously got a remake later in 2010 with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan, and then we also got the uh, Cobra Kai series, which has probably been the most uh, well-received one of all the Karate Kid spinoffs.
1: Yeah, so the, the Karate Kid sequels are not on par with what Cobra Kai is. Cobra Kai is what the Karate Kid sequels kind of wanted to be. So I highly recommend that series because uh, the writing is very good in that. And uh, it's just a nice passing of the torch kind of series that, that you kind of seen before. And uh, that's the best thing the franchise has done since this original movie.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and have you seen the other sequels?
1: I think I've seen The Karate Kid 2, and I've read plot summaries for, like, the next Karate Kid, but I, I haven't really paid attention after this one.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't been too, too familiar with the series post the original film. But um, it, it, I, as, as we said before, I was very satisfied with this, the outside of those flaws that we talked about before. But, you know, that's why we do this. We see if these movies age well or not. But I think I think for the most part this movie ages well. I think I think this uh a lot of the tropes in this movie are a little repetitive in today's time, but at the same time they probably weren't as big back then. And then again, you know, as I said before, the, the martial arts sequences were very well done and very authentic. So I think that was impressive to pull off back in the eighties. And and I mean, <laughs> you get fight sequences now with where there's digital effects thrown in or a significant amount of over-the-top stunts, but this one just just works. It's simple, and it, and it made it work.
1: Yeah, it's like the theme of all our shows. The more realistic you go, the better it's going to look on screen. Yeah, This we, movie does accomplish that.
0: Yeah, we like authenticity, if you haven't noticed, folks. Um, but we have some shout-outs to do, don't we?
1: Yeah, so, you know, since we launched this show back in June, there, there's been a lot of people online that have kind of been... Um, really supporting us and really getting behind us, so so I, I just like to give a special shout out to um, Andy Taylor with Tech Talk Radio. He's always you know retweeting our stuff and everything, and he's always been in our corner. And the the Paul and Griff show, uh, they're great. Um, they've been giving us like a lot of positive feedback, and they have a really great show too that you guys can check out on you know podcast platforms of your of your choice and um there there are some really good guys over there.
0: And we also uh Jeff have our first sponsor and little do we know a guy with the name of Jeff Gordon got his first sponsor to be uh, something to do with uh racing. Of course.
1: <laughs> surprise surprise. Yeah.
0: So this episode is brought to you by the experts.com your source for motorsports news, stats, photos and giveaways. You gotta check them out; they're pretty awesome. And we have a we have a good friend who's kind of involved with them too. And he's, you know, we know you're in good hands. Check them out.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, they, no one knows NASCAR like those guys. That's for sure.
0: Absolutely. Well, NASCAR has just been awesome. Now that it, I mean, it was one of the first sports to come back, and it uh, was very, very much needed when they de- when they came back because we were very sports deprived at that point.
1: Talk about NASCAR and some guy speeds down my street. It was uh, perfect timing, but yeah.
0: As I Um, take a sip of water. NASCAR
1: race a few years ago and it was a it was a pretty fun experience.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's they they have probably one of the best live atmospheres, and I I would highly encourage people to check out a NASCAR race at some point in your life, even if you're not into that sport. But um, we need to figure out what we're doing next. Well, actually, we already know, but we, we we need to get our schedule together. But we're finally doing a bad movie, which we've kind of been teasing a little bit here and there. And uh, we put a poll up between four and Jeff picked two, I picked two. Jeff picked um, Batman and Robin in the room and I picked Jaws 3D, but I think you ended up putting Jaws 4s on there. Either way, either one of them could have would have been fine for, for this topic. And then we did uh, America Pie for the book of, or no, it's not 4, it's just America Pie, the book of love. It's one of the, it was like the last straight to deep DVD movie American Pie did um, but I I was happy the room didn't win to be honest I thought that would have been uh, I don't know it's a little too amateurly made to be considered like a truly a bad movie whereas uh, Batman and Robin had a huge budget and just flopped and just like the Jaws movies as well you know so I feel I feel Batman like Batman and Robin we ended up picking oh the movie God. with the biggest budget. So,
1: yeah, and the reason they got as big of, of a budget as they did it was so they could sell more toys, and that's legitimately a thing. Warner Brothers yeah. gave them money to push out toys.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, you could just tell it's a it's a toy grab in a lot of the like the, the the outfits they wear, the the technology they use, the the gadgets. It's very much a uh, this move. If there's any like movie where you can just tell they're trying to sell merchandise at the same time it's this one and i'm looking forward to watch i guess i'm looking forward to watching it we'll see
1: george clooney just looks so miserable the entire time oh. um i can't wait i can't wait till next week
0: I, at least from like some of the or some of the clips i've seen it, it i remember at least uma thurman and arnold schwarzenegger looked like they were having fun but sometimes too much fun on a movie set can be dangerous So, but then, but you know, we're going to watch it again and we'll, we'll, we'll try to find some, some good in it. We'll point out the, the, the positives and we'll uh, obviously clearly call it the negatives. I think we kind of have to figure out how we're going to do the the show format for it since it'll be a little bit different. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on box office quarterbacks. This has been the karate kid. We'll see you next week or in a couple days for Batman and Robin. Thank you so much